0: Outside the Huddle, featuring your host LeMond Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host LeMond Williams.
1: Welcome back to Outside the Huddle. I'm your host LeMond Williams coming to you live from Houston, Texas, on this Wednesday, uh, January 16th. It's kind of a chilly night, rainy night here in Houston, and. Glad to be back. Been off for the last two weeks. Been so busy with my ESPN3 basketball schedule. As a color analyst for the Southland Conference. So I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back with my super producer, A-Rod. and A lot to talk about, especially in the NFL. And I'm going to kind of jump back two weeks ago and kind of recap the Houston Texans game real quick. Then we'll bring my guy, A-Rod, in, super producer. Next segment, we're going to kind of recap Seattle and Cowboys game. his Seattle. Seahawks loss. But uh, real quick, the Texans, by the way, you knew the Texans lost, or so you guys had known that the Texans have lost their wild card uh, playoff game against the Indianapolis Colts, 21-27. to 27. And kind of recapping real quick, Deshaun Watson had 235 yards for one touchdown, one interception. The main thing, he was sacked three times. He was sacked three times for 18 yards. Didn't really feel like he got into a flow offensively, uh, the Houston Texans were very stale throughout the first half. They really didn't have anything going in the, early in the second half <clears throat> until in that fourth quarter where you know, QT scored that touchdown. But by that time, the game was pretty much over. Uh, kind of scanning through the stats from a couple of weeks ago, Deshaun Watson, he ended up having 76 rushing yards. That's a that's a negative right there for the Texans. If your quarterback is leading your team rushing without Lamar Miller effort he only had 18 rushing yards, then pretty much you're going to lose the game. Uh, Alpha Blue only had eight yards, and Deontay Foreman had three yards. So, uh, you know, as far as passing, Kiki QT was the main guy for the Texans. Uh, he was targeted 14 times, had 11 receptions for 110 yards, and one touchdown. Great job for QT, though. Uh, the rookie came back from some injuries so he would fight back and get into the starting lineup and be productive in the playoffs despite the loss. Um, DeAndre Hopkins only had 37 receiving yards. was really a non-factor. He was targeted 10 times. But this game was pretty much summed up and wrapped up in, in the bow from the Indianapolis Colts. They jumped out there on the Texans when they opened the series, uh, moved the ball down the field as the, as with, you know, with ease. and just looked so like they had a really better game plan for the Texans going into that game. And they executed that game plan throughout the game. Andrew Luck, let's, you know, let's face it, he he's a Texans killer. Uh, it seems like every time Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton comes to the NRG Stadium, comes to Houston, Texas, they just dominate. You know, Andrew Luck threw for 222 yards, had two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, but he wasn't sacked at all. The Texans didn't bring any pressure uh, with that up front defense from J.J. Watt uh Jadavion, Clowney, clown anybody brought any extra pressure to rattle on uh Andrew Luck. Uh of course know, as as rushing Marlon Mack, out of all people, if you'd told me Marlon Mack would've had a, a over a hundred uh yard rushing yard game, I would have probably told you, you you was wrong. Uh but Marlon Mack he rushed for twenty had twenty four carries. He rushed for hundred and forty eight yards and one touchdown. His longest run was twenty nine yards. So Right there, you can definitely tell they had a balanced attack against the Texans. Andrew Luck, 222 yards, whereas Marlon Mack kind of added to that problem with the 148 rushing yards. So if the Texans can't take you out of one thing and make you one dimensional, you're going to have them on their heels defensively. And that's what we saw in the wild card game with the Texans versus uh, the Indianapolis coach. <clears> T.Y. <throat> Hilton, the Texans killer as well as far as receiver. He had fire receiving yards. 85, I mean, five reception for 85 receiving yards. He did not have a receiving touchdown, however, but he was targeted 10 times. And he made some huge plays across, especially across the middle, uh, in my opinion, when he was able to get the ball. When Andrew looked through the ball down the field, he was able to beat the linebackers and, and the safeties and be able to make some plays. I really, you know, again, T.Y. Hilton against Jonathan Joseph pretty much had his way in the wild card game against the Texans. And they spread the ball around. I mean, they found ways to give it to their tight ends as well as their other receivers. So, pass off to the Colts. again. Yeah, they did a phenomenal job offensively. Came in very aggressive, attacked that defense, that Romeo Cornell defense of the Houston Texans. All right, looking at some defensive stats. Uh, I mean, just I know the game is over. Tyron Matthews, he had a phenomenal game. He was very active. Uh, don't know if he's going to come back with the Texans or not. You know, he signed a one-year deal. Is that Cunningham? Uh, Jonathan Joseph, as well as uh, uh, McKinney. He was very active. Uh, Don't see J.J. on there as much. J.J. only had a total of two tackles, two solos, which is surprising. I thought J.J. was going to be able to step up uh, in the playoffs for the Texans. Unfortunately, he did not. Darius Leonard, the linebacker, the rookie linebacker, uh, for the Indianapolis close, man, he he might be their defensive player of the year for them as part of he He finished up with 163 total tackles this season. Uh, out of the 163, 111 was solo. So the young man out of South Carolina State, uh, which is an HBU uh, university, played phenomenal, 6'2", 234 pounds. Man, he just played lifestyle football. This kid can fly around, make plays. Uh really good. And surprised that that uh he was able to lead the team in tackles, to be honest with you. Man. And gotta give credit to that coach staff. Yeah, and Darius Leonard is is definitely uh you know, on all, all rookie defensive team, no doubt about that. Don't know how it's gonna play out for the young man, don't know if he's gonna make it to the Pro Bowl or whatever, but, man, he, he was their true leader this year for the Indianapolis Colts on defense, and he showed it, I guess, to Texans uh, this season. Let's jump down here again. Let's see what else we have. I mean, that sums it up. I mean, the same way I'm at responding now is how I felt watching the game covering the Texans uh, on that Sunday, and, unfortunately, the fans was disappointed. Everyone had high hopes for the Texans, especially in the playoffs. Just come to show you that they still have some room to grow. And uh, so, you know, going forward, what can Texans do? First, they have to improve their offense a lot, in my opinion. They got to get better there. Uh, They got to get good quality safeties as well or secondary. Don't know if Jonathan Joseph, this could have been his last year. Uh, If he's coming back next year or not. Don't know if Tyron Matthews is coming back. Houston, Texas. Uh, you got Kareem Jackson back there, but you need to find some good quality uh, DBs to be able to shore up that secondary. To uh, Davion Clowney, are you going to franchise tag him, or are you going to pay him big dollars to lock him in? Um, you have JJ. He's still within this contract. Um, offensively, you know, running back is Lamar Miller the guy for you long term. I mean, he has to make consistency here the last season, but he was, when he was hot, he was hot. Um, Deshaun Watson, you know, he has to get better with his accuracy as far as throwing the football. We know what he can do by moving the pocket with his legs, but can he be a pocket-present pocket quarterback going forward? Can he stand tall in the pocket and make those throws? Uh, we saw what happened to Baltimore. You know, we'll, we'll jump into Baltimore a little bit later down the show. But we saw what happened with Baltimore and it was their dual threat quarterback. So there's a lot of things you can kind of throw out there and see <clears throat> and discuss with the Houston Texans and want to know how they're gonna rebound and get better as a team. And it just starts to me it starts up front, it starts with that O line and and improving that O line and get better. That's where it starts for me and in order for them to be a aggressive team in the playoffs. It has to be a better line, better performance as far as running the football in the playoffs. Uh, protecting uh, Deshaun Watson, you know, he was sacked three times for 18 yards. We got to improve there in order for you to be competitive and be considered as a top tier team in the playoffs, in my opinion. Uh, what else we have? We have, real quick before we take our first break, it looks like I want to just, you know, also wrap up with the coach, you know, for the Texans not to beat the Colts, and the Coast I mean, for the Texans to win the AFC South, but the Colts beat the Texans in the playoffs, it still tells me that the Colts are a team to beat and are the top-tier team in the division. Despite not winning this AFC South, the run that the Colts made late in the season, which propelled them into the playoffs, was phenomenal. I think Andrew Luck is one of the top-tier quarterbacks, not just in the AFC, but also in the AFC South. Um, he's going to continue to get better. I remember, a couple of years ago, he sat out for a season because his uh, shoulder uh, shoulder injury, and he was able to get back and look what he done. He led his team back to the playoffs. So, uh, if I'm a Colts fan, I'm very happy. with you know, how my team finished up and end up in the playoffs uh, despite losing to the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. You gotta like how they was able to rally around Andrew Luck. Find a way to bounce back and get into the playoffs and, uh, you know, do their thing. T.Y. Hilton is their top receiver. And we talked about Leonard. Oh, I, I mentioned Leonard it's about being one of the top rookie linebackers, too, in the NFL. So, with all that being said, I was excited for the Texans. I'm happy that they was able to find a way to bounce back from being 0-3, one of the nine-game winning streak, um, was just competitive throughout the season, made it very entertaining. Unfortunately, this season came to an end, <clears throat> losing to the Annapolis Scope. So, there it is, right on cue. It's the music for our first break. And when I come back, I'm going to talk Seattle Seahawks football versus the Cowboys and get my thoughts and get some thoughts from my super producer, A Rod, next on Outside the Huddle.
2: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
3: Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no
0: It's 2019 and the revolution is kicking off the new year with legendary outdoorsman Michael Waddell, co-host of the all-new original series Booger Bottom USA on Outdoor Channel. They'll dive into vital conservation efforts, proper firearm safety, subsistence hunting, and why it's essential to stick to our American outdoor roots. Jim and Trav's hunting celebration discussion is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. You're Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at one 346 9144 That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Williams Sports at Yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. On this Wednesday night, January the sixteenth, twenty nineteen. I hope everyone's getting on to a great new year to see or this year and this month. All right, so I recap the Houston Texans versus the Indianapolis Colts with the Texans losing to the Colts twenty-one to seven in the wildcard playoff. And I know it's been a couple of weeks. I've been out away from the show, so I'm just kind of getting caught, uh, trying to get caught up in recap a lot of things that took place two weeks ago all right so now there was another game one wild card game the dallas cowboys versus the seattle seahawks cowboys in a win the game 24 22 however a super producer is a super fan of the seattle seahawks we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week so i'm bringing it back to the table in this segment Hey Rod, what happened to your cow? I mean, what happened to the Seattle Seahawks versus the Cowboys? You guys end up losing on the road, 24-22. In your oh. opinion?
4: Oh, man, I was about to say, don't tell me oh, Cowboys. Oh man, I can't stand <laughs> the Cowboys. Oh. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it was a good game all around. Um, unfortunately, uh, the Cowboys beat us, which was a downer. But hey, uh, we got to see what the matchup would have, what it look like, and so yeah, which was pretty cool. Um, really good, great game. The Seahawks did, it, did a phenomenal job. I mean, they were a little slow at the start, a little tough time. To- they had a tough break in the middle of before going into half, and then coming back from half, they were just a whole new team, but just couldn't get it done. Well, I'm still proud of them, though.
1: Yeah. It was a good game. It was a good game. Um, uh, Seattle, I-, I-, I told you, I-, I just thought it would be a uphill battle for them to go into Dallas, Jerry World, and knock off the Cowboys. With all that pressure on the Cowboys to get that playoff victory, Russell Wilson had to play a pretty much perfect game. I mean, to me, looking at his numbers, A-Rod, you know, 233 yards. He had one throwing touchdown. He's only sacked one time, though. So he was able to extend plays with his legs, but also able to find his receivers. I mean, yeah, Lockett, he had four receptions for 120. And you know he was fine. Doug Baldwin again; he was targeted six times. So Seattle came out, man. It was it was very com- competitive. I was I was impressed. I, I really enjoyed that game. Uh, but Ezekiel Elliott, though, man, he did his thing. One thirty-seven for one yard, one touchdown, rushing touchdown. And Dak Prescott, two hundred twenty-two passing yards, one throwing touchdown. He had that one interception though. But uh, for you know, as a Seahawks fan. Can you just sum up and recap your overall thoughts of your guy's season, with it ending in the wild card playoff against against the Dallas Cowboys?
4: Yeah, um, it was it was a real tough start. Uh, gonna be honest with with the Seahawks. it was a little iffy at the start because you know we're we have all new players, all the veteran players are now gone, and now we're under looking at these new college uh, folks coming in. And it was really more of, will are they able to do the job, and will the job get done with with the Seattle Seahawks coming in with a, almost like a, a freshly polished, brand new team? But it, it was a good it was a good season for them. I mean, um, it was tough. It was it had the challenges like with all with all teams. Um, little things they could tweak to go into next season. Uh, I'm pretty sure the next season will be a lot different than what this season turned out to be. But um, yeah, um, I had, had real high hopes for them. I knew they would they would make it uh, close to the finals getting back up there and try to get that, that uh, quarterback or that um getting that super bowl ring again and yeah I, i'd say overall it was a, r- a real good job i mean russell wilson did exactly what it does every year does a phenomenal job uh staying in the pocket you know getting uh, plays out extending plays and and all around uh you know he was a big lead he was a big motivation and leadership uh had a lot of leadership in, in for the team this season but yeah, it was it was a good good season, good run. I I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to seeing what, what's going to be happen the next uh, next season with them.
1: Okay, as far as in your opinion, what you think Seattle needs to add from the draft as well as off season acquisitions to be able to help your team push deep into the playoffs next season?
4: Most of our trouble is really more. Towards uh, on the offensive end, really. I mean, a lot of a lot of issues with you know people not uh, succeeding plays or anything like that. I feel like our line could just use a little bit more tweaking throughout the season. The very beginning, they, they were having a rough start. You know, a lot of teams were getting through, and it just it seemed like the like our line was just not fully there. And so you know, going towards the end of the season, they they smoothed in some things here and there, and yeah, they're pretty good. But I, I think they can use a little bit more improvement on, on the offensive side. Defense, of course. I think there'll be a lot better team coming out ne- uh, offensively next season and I'm like I said I'm still so looking forward to seeing what's what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, it just feels like you guys are one or two more players away from making that push again next season for you know for not just Seattle but also in that NFC West division. You think about it, you oh. got Arizona which is pretty much rebuilding with a brand new coach. Then you have uh San Francisco again rebuilding with a second year coach. Seattle, oh, L.A., L.A.,
4: yeah, it's the Rams. L.A. uh, LA Rams, the Rams, okay. That's what I thought,
1: okay. When I said L.A., you know what's funny? When I said L.A., first (laughs) thing that came to my mind was the Chargers. (laughs) When I said L.A., I was thinking about L.A. Chargers. That's why I said who else. Just too many teams in L.A. Rams. So, with that being said, you guys are in the top two of that division because the other two teams are bottom feeders, so Arizona and San Francisco. So, you guys are really – only one or two players away from getting things turned around and get I mean, not turned around, but continue to build off this year's success and find some, uh, some really good quality players to come play with Russell Wilson. And you never know, man, I can make a plus. I can make a push for the NFC championship next season.
4: Oh yeah, of course. And, yeah, uh, Seattle see, yeah, always just, be a threat for, for any team if they go against them. Mm,
1: as far as the, um, that division, what you think? You think, uh,
4: what do you, you think about
1: Arizona picking up Kingsbury as a, their head coach? You know, you I, out, I, 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 What's I the know. What's the vibe like out there?
4: Um, don't know too much about him. He's really good with, with quarterbacks, of course. Uh, him coming in now from uh, – I he was in college against – I forgot what team he was with. Um, but him coming in now into the, 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 the big boy league with it, the NFL, um, I don't know. I feel like it's going to have a rough start for him. Uh, it's always going to happen with every new coach. And I think – Throughout the year, he might he might be able to, you know, tweak the Cardinals to be a lot better than they were this year for sure. And I don't know. I think they might be – they'll be a much more better team offensively considering they just, like, brand new all over again uh, coming in this season compared to last season. And over here, really, the talk is just really whether or not, like, Will our Will our Cardinals do better than basically what they did this year? So that's really what the talk is around here in town. And, of course, everyone's hyped to, to see uh, what's going to happen with uh, Cliff Kingsbury working with uh, – do, like,
1: um, do you feel like – do you uh, feel like Wesley's coming back this year or he's going to retire um, – the receiver Larry Fitzgerald.
4: You know the debate's been all over the place, especially here in Arizona. Uh, I, I've been hearing he's he's definitely going to be retiring, and then I also been hearing you know he's going to try to give it one more season. Uh, you know, hopefully the Cardinals would be in a better position, and it, it's kind of a 50-50 really. I mean, I, I would love to see him come back and play one more la- last season. You know, uh, he is a, he is a, he is definitely the goat over there uh, for the Cardinals, and yeah, I mean if he does retire then. That's good on him. I mean, <laughs> I mean either way, he's not, look- he's, he's not looking at a loss. What what, what he does physically, um, the, the benefits, you know, of just playing football, all that physical strain on your body. But, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to see whatever position he does.
1: Yeah, I just want to see how it plays out for him. I know he has a, despite not having a Super Bowl ring, he is definitely a Hall of Famer, no doubt about that. And uh classy guy as well, so... I don't. I, I don't foresee him not. Um, I can see him coming back for another season, Larry Fitzgerald. But I, um, I don't see him playing too long after that, though. Like he has to. No, uh,
4: this season definitely is is got to be his last season if he comes back into this.
1: Yeah, it's starting to wear. You know, it's probably starting to wear on his body, and, and and not winning like did this year. Maybe he can find some hope in Cliff Kingsbury, but we'll see how it all plays out.
4: Yep, we'll just have to watch and see.
1: Yeah. All right, jumping down to the other wild card games that, that took place. I know we are going like two weeks back, but, you know, that was out for two weeks. So, going back, that Chicago and Philly game. What do you think about the kicker missing that and bouncing off the upright and Philly beating the Bears 16-15? Oh
4: man. Kickers are very odd. They're, they have the easiest position and the entire league and for them to miss a single kick it, it's just it's, un- it's unbelievable i mean i understand the pressure might get to you but come on now you're you're if it, you when it comes down to a game winning uh point that you vi- like vitally need you got to be more more in tune man you got to be more focused you got to be you know more precise if you do pay attention and actually watch how the play went it looked more like the holder really just tried to put the put the ball down as quick as he can, and it was too much far to the left. And When he went for the kick, mm-hmm. that's where it went. But, you know, hmm. easiest position, and it just...
1: Yeah, it just, it just, man, that you you talk about a tough way to lose a season is off a field goal like that. And it was nothing against the kicker. I'm pretty sure he tried his best, but the whole city of Chicago is just like... Devastated, you know. It was like, man, it's unbelievable, unbelievable. The fact that a kicker came down to the kicker, and it's just, just, um, just, just, you know, it, it ended the way it ended. It just, it was unbelievable, man. I just, uh, I felt bad. I felt bad for uh, for the city. I felt bad for the fans. I felt bad for everybody that was out there supporting the coal at that. But uh, you got to get credit you know, you know, to to the Eagles. that came out there and they executed. They moved out the field. I like how they scored on the goal line. To be able to set that up. And um you know, for them to win on the road. And Chicago's a tough place as you know, within itself. They just uh it just it's just a great game. Sixteen to fifteen. That's what the playoffs is all about right there. I mean, you see a score like that and the game come down to the wire. I know the kicker still having nightmares missing that kick, but it is what it is. He has to move on now and let it go.
4: Yep, that's about it.
1: <laughs> Baltimore, what you think? You think they should have put in Joe Flacco, or should have just want what would, uh Lamar, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, and the results that they got?
4: I think they put it. They would. They should have put in Flacco. I think it would have been a different outcome, Uh better approach for sure. It was a close game, twenty three seventeen. I really, the Ravens had a little bit of trouble, you know, with certain plays and just certain things getting getting ran. And the Chargers, you know, they just, it seemed like they were just moving the sticks all the time. Yeah. And overall, overall just, was a good game. Felt, I think it might have been just, just a like little bit different you, with Flacco in. Mm-hmm.
1: Like I told you before the game, before that game took, I said it couldn't be too much pressure for for the rookie to be able to go out there and win a playoff game. Despite being at home, it was just a lot of pressure on him, man. And he just hard for and to make, Make plays with that Seattle. I mean, with that San Diego defense coming at them.
4: Oh yeah, I mean, it, it was just so much pressure on him. I, I I couldn't imagine, but you know, it 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 played out how it did. He did good, you know, coming in for a first-time rookie. And you know, like, it's I I I'm pretty sure he'll have a way better season and a better approach coming in going in the next season.
1: Hmm. Yeah. All right. We'll break down when we come back. We'll talk divisional football games as well as get ready for the Super Bowl next. I'm sorry, the AOC and the MC Championship. Next, one outside the huddle with your host, Lee My Wheels.
2: Streaming live, the leader in
5: internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
3: channel
0: now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market
2: the internet's number one talk station number one talk station VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You're outside the huddle with LeMont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to LeMontWilliamsSports at Yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show
1: outside the huddle with your host, LeMont Williams. Coming to you live from Houston, Texas on this Wednesday night, January the 16th. Joining me again is my super producer, A-Rod. And A-Rod, we talked about the Seattle Seahawks and the Cowboys and the Texans and the Colts. Now let's jump down to, I guess, if you want to talk divisional football real quick before we... Yeah, let's do divisional games and we'll save our AOC, NFC championships talk for next segment. and we'll give our predictions on those games. So... All right, so Kansas City played the Colts and they beat them 31-13. You know, Patrick Mahomes had two hundred and seventy-eight yards. Damian Williams ran for one twenty-nine. Tracy Kelsey had one hundred and eight receiving yards. So, for Kansas City to break that that curse or that I can't, can I kind of say it? that's that losing streak at home in the playoffs. j ride was a huge victory for them especially with the Colts, because the Colts have been playing real good football here lately. For them to beat them 31-13, and kind of just jump out there in the first half when it was an outstanding performance, in my opinion. But uh, what you think? What you, what's your thoughts on that, uh, that game between the Colts and the Chiefs?
4: I, I, don't, I don't know what happened to the Colts uh, between the last week of who they played versus them going into the Chiefs, but... They they just were struggling. <laughs> the Chiefs came out strong in that first half, and it was just like, oh man, you, you already kind of knew you already knew at the beginning of the game who who was gonna already win, and it was just, it was. I I don't know. Like the Colts, they just they they were doing so well. They were just walking down the, down the fields on other teams, but once they came to the Chiefs, they just they couldn't they just couldn't get it done, and I don't know. <laughs> Whether or not I, I just I I I, I couldn't tell wh- who they were basically off of how they were playing, but the Chiefs they did they did it man.
1: Yeah, the Chiefs did their thing man. Uh, you know Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. He's uh he's trying to find a way to put himself in the category in space that could be unbelievable if he wins this Sunday against the New England Patriots. Going for 278 yards, uh, you know, Tracy Kelsey, you know, is also, you know, his main target from the tight end standpoint. But
4: oh, he was the on point just, with him that whole game. 108 yards? Go ahead, Man. I'm sorry. I said he was on point with him the, the whole game, 108 yeah. yards.
1: Yeah, no doubt. He was finding him with ease. It just felt like that connection was there between Kelsey and uh, Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes Mahomes is, uh, you know, he's he's trying to get, he's trying to uh, he's show really everybody to that name, he's, he's not just a, uh, himself, a regular sure. season type of quarterback. Go ahead.
4: I said, yeah, he's definitely making a name for himself.
1: Yeah, he's he's up there, man. He's not uh, he's not at your boy level now at the at the uh, Russell Wilson level, but he's getting there. He's definitely getting there. Uh, let's go back to the game. So. With the Chiefs, let's see who else. You know, they was able to minimize and make the Colts one-dimensional. Uh, Marlon Mackey, he didn't have the same type of performance he had against the Texans. Only forty-six yards, and Ty Hilton pretty much didn't really get off to a, a, a you know that that unbelievable start like he did against the Texans, and uh, he ended up with one receiving touchdown. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the Colts had a nice run one up against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they realized, hey, this is a battle right here. We might not end up winning this game, but we did make a push to the divisional playoffs. So that they did. All right. Go ahead.
4: I said, yeah, that, that they did.
1: Yeah, they definitely did that. All right, going down to the afternoon game, the late game, Cowboys traveled all the way to L.A. to play the Los Angeles Rams. They lost, which made... A rod smiled because he really dislikes the Cowboys. The Rams win 30 to 22. All right, now Dak Prescott threw for 266 yards, but CJ Anderson he ran for 123 yards uh, for the Rams. Why was the Rams so successful in your opinion, uh, Jay Rod, in this game?
4: I think really it just it just came to that them playing together as one. Uh, I mean, it was, it was a tough match for sure. I, I thought it would have been a lot. I thought the Rams would have walked all over the Cowboys, but now the Cowboys defense was definitely holding them, holding them up inside and you know, they, they put up a good match against them, but unfortunately they lost against the Rams. But, um, I think really C uh, with, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeff, Go- uh, Jared golf, uh, you know, he was, he was on point with, you know, giving off, off the plays, extending plays, giving CJ Anderson a lot more yards, um, I can't, Robert Woods, he was, he was, he was getting him in in there. And I think really, I think he was, it it was off to a good start. I I mean, unfortunately the Cowboys with them, you know, putting up a good fight, you know, it just, it threw them off track and it just, it turned out how it did. And um, I'm glad that the the Rams won, but you know, now it kind of made it a little bit more vulnerable for them going into the next week. uh, You know, who, what their weak spots are. And it just, I think the Rams need to adjust a few more things going against the Saints coming up this week. And I think maybe it should be a, Definitely a good game.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll definitely see. Um, you know, with the Rams, man, it's just to me, their defense is is good, really good. I mean, what uh, to leave a key? I mean, uh, what a key down in the backfield. They got Peters in the uh, secondary, and you know that D line, man, they're bringing that one. Sue and. And you know, bringing pressure up front, I just—it's hard for me. To, I'm a defensive guy, so it's hard for me to see them lose the game. But you know, man, it's, it's just tough because with the Rams,
4: yeah, they put a lot. All of, they need—they need put a lot of pressure on Prescott when uh, just just the line of themselves.
1: Yeah, no, no, doubt, and it just felt like the Cowboys couldn't uh, couldn't just do anything. Ezekiel Elliott. You know, 47 yards, one touchdown. Uh, you know, you, you talked about, you know, Gallup had a decent game. He had 119 yards receiving. But, you know, the Cal was just, just, man, just too much from the handle. That second quarter was too much for the Cowboys when the Rams pretty much did their thing. Uh Going down here, it looks like, um, you know, Aaron Donald, he didn't have a lot of tackles. But like you said, he was very disruptive getting in the backfield. Against the Cowboys and and they couldn't even block him one on one. So, um, you know that's that's the thing about the Rams, man. Wade Fields does an excellent job of putting pressure on, putting pressure on quarterbacks and shutting down defense, I mean, shutting down the run game in that three four defense.
4: Yeah, I, sure. think, I think really uh, they they'll, they'll have a really good position going against the Saints coming in next week defensively. Offensively, there, there's a few things they just got to tweak.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, Sunday games, right? So there's some games on Sunday in the divisional playoffs. You had the Los Angeles Chargers versus New England Patriots. Now, we all know it's two seasons for the Patriots. It's the regular season and it's the playoffs. And right now in the playoffs, the Patriots is looking great. 41-20.
4: to Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying
1: they're looking, man. Forty-one points on the Chargers. Tom Brady, three forty-four, three forty-three. I mean, you tell me. What 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 am I not seeing from the Patriots? where I can't say they don't look great. I mean, they jumped out there to a fourteen-point lead. They put up twenty-one points in the second quarter. They just cruised right on through the game after that.
4: Yeah, it was just one of those those matchups. The Chargers just looked like basically a a middle school team you know trying to get some r- running some practice drills with you know uh some NFL, an NFL team and the the patriots just <laughs> they made them look so bad ah, i felt bad for the chargers you know yeah. tom brady which just walking down the first half and it was just it that was it the game was already decided at the very beginning right before it even started
1: mm-hmm. yeah i just felt like i mean i'm telling you one thing it's hard to beat the Patriots. It's definitely hard to beat the Patriots in New England. I mean, no doubt about that. But for them to try to get up there, Chargers, try, try to go in that cold climate weather game and try to beat the Patriots, it, man, shut I, I didn't believe that was gonna happen. Tom Brady is the man when it comes to playing hard, especially in his home friends, his home fans, so uh you know, I just felt like it. Just felt like it was all New England, against The Chargers,
4: man. and we'll
1: see. We'll see how the uh, Patriots. They're really that great.
4: If they we'll played see how the way they, uh, that they uh, played going against the Chargers, they have no issues against the, the Chiefs. But you know, it's the Chiefs now. They, they've they're they're up in their game. That defense. Oh man, I, I don't know. This, this <laughs> game is, is like a, it's a 50-50. I know Tom Brady is, is is the goat. Of course, we can all say that now. I mean especially with him appearing in, in the, the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl this many times and even the the, the conference championships. Oh man, this it, it's going to be a real it's going to be a real battle for sure. Um I, I think Tom Brady will find openings and getting in in against the Chiefs and I man <laughs> they just <those laughs> Chargers, bro. They, they they had no attempt of getting anywhere near him. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll see.
1: We'll definitely see, man. Well, that's why they play the game. That's why i feel so excited. We'll see how it plays out. But before we take our next break, Philly, New Orleans. Came down to the wire. New Orleans pulling out twenty to fifteen. I mean twenty to fourteen. Uh you know, do you feel give me your thoughts real quick on that one, eh? Hey, Say it one more time. Give me your thoughts on that Philly and New Orleans game real quick before we take a break.
4: Uh, really? That that was a game. I think out of all the games that happened that week, or or, the, or this last Saturday was, was was this game. This game was just it was an all-out battle to see who who really wanted it. Uh, I think the Eagles they had it. It they they honestly they had it. Um, just that minor mistake of throwing the pass and getting it uh, slipping through the hands and just getting that interception just it hurt them bad. Uh, I think really that the Eagles should have won that. Um, but you know. The Saints—they've been breaking records this year. <laughs> i don't know what it is, but they got some type of special. They got something in the water over there, or something. But man, they—they they did it.
1: Yeah, who that nation, baby, down in New Orleans. Hard to uh, beat them in a, on their own turf. Uh, Philly had a good run, though. I don't think uh, Nick Foles is coming back next year, but uh, but for the most part you got to be impressed. you got to be impressed with what you saw from Philly this year, even though they're the defending champions. Um, Saints, man. Drew Reeves, he's, he's going to be a future Hall of Famer, too. No doubt about that. But give credit to the Saints and the Houdat Nation for going to advance into the NFC Championship game. All right, A-Rod, how much time we got left before we wrap up this segment? Time for break now. All right, buddy. let's break and we'll come back. We'll break down the ALC and the NLC Championship next on Outside the Huddle with your host Lima Williams.
0: his sports channel Perfect time 3 pm Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
3: All access all the time.
0: Or outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at one 346 9144 That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Williams Sports at Yahoo.com. Now,
1: let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. And uh, joining me on the show now, long-time listener, first-time caller, good friend of mine, also part of the Voice America family, and Brian joins me on the show as well as with my super producer, A-Rod. And, Ryan. welcome to the show, Outside the Huddle.
5: Hey, man, thanks for having me. Good, uh, good, to, good to
1: be on. Love the show. I'm glad to have you on, man. Finally got you on. Now I got you on, I can talk about some football with you and pick your brain. First and foremost, before we jump into the AFC Championship games, give me your thoughts on the Arizona Cardinals and their hiring a new coach, Cliff Kingbird.
5: <laughs> you know, I think it's uh, I, I think it's a big move. I think it's very risky, right? Uh, not having any kind of NFL head coaching experience or background in that level of uh, coaching, so I think it's a little bit risky, but. Um, I also see the trend with, you know, McVeigh over there at the Rams and a lot of these guys with head coaches as play callers and offensive coordinators, which aren't calling the plays. Uh, quite a few teams are kind of trending that way. Uh, the Saints had a lot of success, uh, with their coach over the years doing the same thing. So I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, you know, as a fan, I'm not putting any stock in the season next year. I don't really have an expectation,
1: um, other than maybe we win four games instead
5: of three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, just, you never know, man. I mean, they, they he, might, he might change that quarterback around with Rosen, get him turned around and humble him a little bit. He came in the league a little too cocky, and he realized he got humbled real quick, winning only three games this season. But Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I think the Cardinals Los- offensive line humbled him quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got humble real quick. Uh, real quick <laughs> after wrapping up the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald. You know, how much does he mean to not just the franchise but also the community? Which you guys have been based in Phoenix, and uh, you've been around the community then watching the Arizona Cardinals game and covering some of the games. What do you think about Larry Fitzgerald's career?
5: You know, um, he's been an amazing person for the for the community. Obviously, an amazing football player, Hall of Fame. You know, Pro Bowl year after year. Definitely a first ballot Hall of Fame. Um, I really hope he comes back and plays again. I think this. Uh, air raid style of the college offense that is coming to Phoenix is going to benefit Larry, um, you know, line him up in the slot and give him some uh, some some stuff like he used to have with Bruce Arians, uh, you know, use that running back. And I love this new, you know, RPO uh, run pass option that a lot of teams are doing. I think that will fit in great. And I think Larry can get some more catches and yards and, you know, further the numbers on his career. Yeah. just. Th-
1: it's just sad to see that a guy like him only had a chance to really make it to that I remember making the one Super Bowl that year they played Pittsburgh uh, with Kurt Warner. Outside of that, I can't remember the last time he actually made it deep in the playoffs. But he's definitely a first-time Hall of Famer, ballot Hall of Famer, and he had an excellent career. And he's a really good guy, excellent guy I also feel as well. So, all right, Ryan, since I got you here, and a you can chime in after Ryan. Let's go ahead and break down the NFC Championship game. You know, you guys seen this team a lot in your division. The NFC West division, the Los Angeles Rams, will travel and play the New Orleans Saints. First game on Sunday. Brian, who do you think will win this game and why?
5: Man, I'm going with experience and the Saints and Drew Brees on this one just because they've really had some uh, up-and-coming pieces. Their defense finally starting to take some shape after some lulls in the beginning of the season. Um, and I, I just... You know, as much as I like McVay and that offense, like I was explaining this one option, they run that too. Um, I just don't think the experience uh with uh Drew Brees uh and, and, and the Saints uh, coaching staff uh is a matchup, so I'm going with the
1: Saints on that one. Okay. What you think, A rod Who do you think will win this game and what?
4: I want the Rams to win it. Oh, man, I'm just I'm tired of seeing the Saints, you know, trying to trying to make a comeback. <laughs> you know, I just not a big Saints fan and just it, it's going to be it's going to be a, a good match i i'm worried because of the outcome of them playing the last three times in the pre-season and in the pre and then twice in the regular season with them um losing i think i think the rams they, they need to get a better approach coming into it offensively against the against the saints you know um they, they got to get points up quick they got to they got to get get moving down the the sticks and getting down to the field and I don't know. It's gonna be a tough game. It's gonna be a challenge. Drew Brees has been breaking records this whole season, and I don't know. I, I, it's it could be an either or outcome. But you know, I'm rooting for the the Rams. I think they can get the job done, and we'll just have to see.
1: Yeah, I just I'm I'm going to go with Ryan's uh, side. So I think the Saints gonna win it at home due to the fact that they're at home. Uh, Drew Brees is very tough to play, and that place is gonna be rocking, bro. Who that you know, him so, <laughs> the Superdome is going to be on fire. I like the Rams front seven. You know, I'm a D, former defensive player. I like the Rams front seven. Uh, you know, and just don't feel like they're going to – I just don't feel like they have enough to kind of slow down. New Orleans. They're going to make a run, but I just think New Orleans is going to pull it off and win that game at home and get back to the Super Bowl. Believe it or not, Drew Brees and the Saints will get back to the Super Bowl. All right, going to the AOC championship game, this is going to be a good one. New England versus uh, Kansas City. Ron, who do you think will win this game and why?
5: I think this is definitely going to be the best game of the weekend. Um, I'm going with the Chiefs, man, that high-powered offense. um, I don't think uh, Bill Belichick's defense can keep up with that offense. Um, I'm looking to go on the younger side with this one. Uh, The Chiefs coach, man, that guy is tried and true. He's going to be a Hall of Fame coach, I bet you. you know Andy Reid, he's he's amazing. I'm going Chiefs all the way, Patrick Mahomes, uh, and and uh, I think the Chiefs defense gonna give uh, uh the old
1: goat a little run for his, uh, his grass there. You know. Yeah, you are going with the young fella, huh? All right, hey Rob, who you think is gonna win this game and why?
4: I got to go with the Chiefs. The Patriots, they they've been in there too too many times. The Chiefs, they they got to get it done. The defense has to be on 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 man defense all the whole game. Especially against going against Brady, it, well, the minute Brady finds an opening anywhere, that's it. I th- that's that's really where really they're going to get messed up at. Um, but ah, I, I really want the Chiefs to win this. I think they can do it. I, I think Patrick uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he can make a good end for his season. Or he can make a good, you know, um, real good name for himself <laughs> going into this game. And I think this is really going to be a, a big match game. I think this is really going to be what the pre Super Bowl game, which I'm seeing. Um, you know, th- this is. It's going to be a real good game to watch. And, you know, I, I got Chiefs on that one.
1: Okay. everybody's hey, Roddy, the old man. man? that game wins the Super Bowl? I'm sorry?
5: I said, do you think whoever wins that game wins the Super Bowl?
4: Basically.
1: Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm going with the Patriots. Yeah. I, I like old man Brady. Uh, you know, Bilicek's going to find a way to get it done. I think he's going to come down to turnovers and Patriots seems like they always have luck on their side or find a way to get it done, even though they're playing, what, yeah, eight don't, three don't, don't get me wrong, Lee
5: I'll never count out Belichick and Brady, especially in a playoff atmosphere. I'm just with a I'm just sick and
1: tired of the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, but, dude, I was in, in NRG Stadium, and I sat there and watched the Patriots rally against the Atlanta Falcons after being down like they were in the first half. For T. Brady to see Brady come back in overtime and win, that was um, it's hard for me to root against them in the playoffs, man. It just unless somebody has a major injury, like uh, Tom goes down in the first quarter or something serious happens, if you just leave, I mean, it's always hope with those guys. It seems like to me. I don't, I really don't understand it. But all right, so sounds like that's the music to wrap up the show. Thanks for calling in, Ron. I appreciate your input as well Thank as you as well. Hey, Rod. Super producer. Until we meet again, everyone out there, have a good week and good weekend until we meet next Wednesday.
0: Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Leemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.